Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 77. Welcome back, Adamantomaniacs, on the second episode of Halloween Week, and today is Halloween. Hope everyone's got some plans. I mean, it's tough when it's on a Thursday. Maybe you're handing out candy at your house. If you live in the city, it's kind of tough if you're in a condo. So whatever your plans are, be safe, have fun, and hope you're in costume. And if not, don't be a curmudgeon, and next year make sure you are in costume. That's what happened to me last year. I had to, I can't remember, I think I had to work, and I ended up missing all of Halloween last year. So I made a pact that I would not miss out on Halloween this year. I was really sad at that because I like Halloween. Anyways, today's episode features a very special guest. He is an Australian singer-songwriter, very cool, chill, laid-back dude, very socially responsible. His name is Xavier Rudd, awesome musician, very good songwriter. I've been a fan of his since I went to Australia in 2010, and um, yeah, just loved his music, and so it was really awesome to have him in Toronto. I met with him at the Phoenix Concert Theatre, and we had a nice little chat before, before the show. And what was really cool and interesting for me was a bit of a learning experience for me on this episode because, you know, when you meet all these different people uh, doing doing uh, like a podcast like this, you meet many different personality types and sometimes you have to cater your interview to their personality type. So a lot of times I meet very outspoken people who are very eager to talk about whatever they're working on. Xavier is like very chill, relaxed, very methodical, like everything was at a much slower pace and I wasn't used to it and so maybe you'll hear it in the interview and I was forced to kind of slow things down to his pace and I found it actually a very cool experience and it was much more chill which I really kind of enjoyed and got to uh, I felt like I could kick back my feet and so it's really cool I hope you enjoy it Xavier is currently touring for his 2018 album Storm Boy, which he's been on a pretty extensive tour for. He just wrapped up in North America, and I think he's got one more show in Australia, then down to South America in November. So we are very lucky and privileged to catch him on his stop in Toronto. If you are new today to Xavier Rudd's music, I would love to do the Adamantium Recommends segment of the podcast. So here are five songs by Xavier Rudd recommended by myself for you to check out either before or after the podcast. So I usually like to start with a new song or two. So from that album Storm Boy, I'm going to recommend the song Storm Boy as well as the song Walk Away. Then the second song I'm going to recommend is from the 2012 album Spirit Bird. It's also the song Spirit Bird, which is kind of this epic seven-minute song that features something like 30 species of birds in it. It's really, really cool. We talk about it in the interview. The fourth song I'm going to recommend is from his 2005 album Food in the Belly, and the song is called Messages. And then the final song I'm going to recommend uh, is from his 2004 album, Solace, and it's the song called Let Me Be, which is actually the first song I ever heard by Xavier Rudd while I was in Australia. And just quickly, before we get into the interview, if you are a new listener to the Adamantium podcast, first of all, welcome and thank you for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed already, we would love for you to subscribe and tune in again. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, basically anywhere that you get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The handles are all different, but you can find us just by searching the Adamantium. 
All right, and that's it for now. Please enjoy today's Halloween episode of the podcast. The interview itself has nothing to do with Halloween, but listen to it and then go out and enjoy your Halloween. (laughs) Have fun, be safe, and that's it. Here's episode number 77 of the Adamantium podcast featuring Xavier Rudd. Have a great week, everyone. Quebec's always a good good crowd. Yeah, yeah. Because they it's got yeah, they got that like European influence too, and yeah, they tend to have more uh, more energy. Yeah, yeah, it was it was heavy. Yeah, the three shows we did in Quebec. Three shows. Yeah, we did Montreal, Quebec City, and Sherbrooke. And Sherbrooke. And um, they were all heaving. Yeah. yeah. This has been a. Uh, I was looking at your your tour list, and it's uh, you guys had a pretty extensive. You guys have been on the road a long time. Yeah, this one. <laughs> last show tonight. Today's the last show. Yeah. For, for of this t- of tour this or of this leg. Like... Yeah, this Well, we do South America in um, end of November, but it's only like ten days. Right. So yeah, this is the end. Of... So you guys are taking this tour pretty much we, around the world. Yeah, we started in Europe in June. Yeah. And then we did a couple of shows in Australia in the middle and then North America. So, yeah, we've been going flat out yeah. since June. Wow, wow. Anyways, so we're here. One of one of my favorite Australian musicians, oh, Xavier Rudd. Yeah, the first time I heard you was actually in Australia. Okay. Yeah, I did, uh, when I was 21, I did a Kentucky tour oh, yeah. of Australia. Yeah. What's that? Kentucky is like this tour group for young people, okay. and they're kind of it's kind of notorious in in Australia. They call it oh. Freaky Kentucky there, oh, yeah. just because it's all young people go and they all go and party for for however long it is. But yeah, I went because my my friend um, my friend bailed on me at the last minute, and a friend of a friend of mine said, "Oh well, there's this company called Kentucky. They do tours and it's." best like most people travel alone and you meet lots of friends and blah blah blah. so I did it but um they did I did part of my time in the north northern territories and then a part of my time on the east coast Mm -hmm. and then how what they did was the the tour guide I guess they every they had a, a day song and every morning when you got on the bus they played the day song so on the east coast uh let me be was our day song oh really yeah yeah okay that's cool yeah yeah it was cool um yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and um, I mean, so I was, how long was your trip? I was there about five weeks, I think, total. Yeah, not long enough still, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it was good. It was very different too. From I think I got more out of it than than most people did, um, but uh, we spent I think I spent about two weeks uh, between Darwin and Uluru, and then about two and a half three weeks on the east coast from. Starting in um, Cairns down to Sydney. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was it's cool. Beautiful. It is. Be- it was beautiful. Magic. Yeah, it was. Um, I'd have got have gone back if it wasn't so far away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and you yourself came from a pretty big family, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I came from. Uh, there was seven of us. Seven. Seven boys of us. In yeah. Direct family. Um, so yeah. So yeah, big family, 
And were one was one of six sisters. Wow. And they all had mostly grandson like sons. And were you all a, a musical family? No. Or just yourself? Not all of us. Well, my my brother my younger brother Max, he's a incredible musician. Yeah. He's um a Brazilian guitarist. Oh really? Seven string guitarist. Cool. Um Does he ever play with you? Uh, yeah, he's open for me in Australia last year. Okay. Um, his style's different, you know, it's like, it's a bit of a different niche market, but he's phenomenal. Yeah. He's a really great guitar player and songwriter as well. That didn't sound too good. Died. Yeah, that didn't sound too good. I got check. Yeah. <laughs> It's live on TV. <laughs> you ruined the whole thing here. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting cancelled now. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Uh, your brother being a... Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah, he's, he's a phenomenal guitar player. So, what's a, what's a Brazilian guitar? So, it's a 7-string. Okay. It's got an extra bass string. Right. Um... And he just got into that. I mean, he plays a lot of the guitar, but he got into that, and then he went over, went over and lived in Brazil, and um, for a little while, mm -hmm. and played with the cats over there, and sort of got it down, or you know, advanced on mm -hmm. what he, where he was at. But uh, yeah, he's he's phenomenal. But him and I are the only ones that are really doing music. He teaches and stuff. Music. Was there music? Playing in the house, like where your parents yeah. music, music. Well, you fans. know, when I was a kid, um, uh, dad, my dad used to. I remember him like singing a cappella version of like Neil Young's Harvest, for example. Okay. When we, um, we'd be on going for a surf trip, and the car never had any radios mm -hmm. or, you know old car kind of vibe and dad used to sing um sing so that was kind of like the music the and I remember explosion. he'd sing things like that you know like yeah Neil Young listened to a lot of Neil Young and Paul Simon and Jimi Hendrix and uh, Marion Faithful and Leo Kotke, cool music. Yeah, you know that Dad listened to. So that was kind of my introduction to music. Like yeah, because your records. music's very diverse. Yeah, it is. It's you know it's got elements of yeah. folk, acoustic, yeah. even you know rock and roll with some reggae. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like different styles of music. I tend to tis, I, I tend to listen to a lot of reggae music. Yeah, but I tend to write a lot of all sorts. Right. Of music. And that, is that what, like, do you find, you, do you get inspired the most by reggae music or, uh, or just, just from places you've been? It's just like what I like to put on. Okay. It's just, it's just, I just like the groove. I just like the, the right. vibe of reggae music. I listen to a band called Midnight a lot. Okay. I have done for the last 20 years. Okay. It seems to be my go-to thing. Your go-to, Midnight. That I'll put on a lot. And um, he's a great poet. I'm, I'm a bit, I, I like lyrics, you know. Right. 
Um, I find lyrics interesting. I'm more um, drawn to music that has. Where's Where's Midnight from? Content. Oh, they're from Saint Croix. Okay. In the Caribbean. Right. Yeah. Have you ever met them? Nah. No. 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 We've been on festivals and stuff like. But they've been like a day. Mm-hmm. We've been a day apart and stuff, so I've never actually gotten to see them. Yeah. Play, which I really wanted to. Do. Is there is there anywhere at this place you haven't played? Um, this place would be. No, like is there any? Well, I guess there would be there, but like, is there any major areas of the of the world that you haven't played? Have you played in? Uh, yeah, I haven't played in India. Okay. Um, I've been had all sorts of offers to come to India. Yeah. I still haven't fitted in. Maybe next year. I like going to new places. Right. Yeah. Um, and South America is pretty new as well. We're doing that this year. Um, they have some of like the best crowds yeah a lot of the statistics of people listening to my my stuff and everything is really high down there but um, we haven't had much of a chance to get there yeah if you ever see Um, some like live footage of shows from down there it's crazy people don't even speak English know all the words yeah yeah, it's wild I was down in Brazil for um the World Cup a few years ago. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, it was. It was. Good to see you're a soccer fan. I am. I actually think I bought this one after that World Cup. That's cool. Yeah, are you? Soccer? No, not really. No. Nah. My grandfather used to like it. Yeah. It was oh. funny. In the 2010 World Cup is when I was in Australia. Okay. And, I think at that point still there wasn't a huge, amount of, interest. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not a big thing in Australia. No, especially the games are on in like the middle of the night. Yeah. I mean, now you can play yeah. it as a kid. Yeah. Like my kids played it and stuff. But, yeah. Um, when I was a kid, no, there was no way you could play soccer. Really? Where I grew up, yeah. Interesting. It was it's, Australian rules of football. Right. That's about it. Um, there was, when I was there, there was that big uh, rugby game going uh, state of origin was on yeah. so everyone was nobody even cared that the world cup was on yeah. which like everyone like here in yeah. Toronto especially because there's so many cultures like the world yeah. cup's a big thing here and Europe's crazy and Europe of course Europe everywhere everywhere pretty much other than, but I was surprised in Australia but I did watch the final down in the uh, Sydney Harbour okay cool and there was like they had like a floating screen out on the water yeah and um, they got a good crowd for that actually cool yeah yeah it was pretty cool that's pretty cool. But yeah, you, play, they, you play soccer as well? Um, I used to a lot, like when I was young especially. And then as I got older, I have, I have bad ankles now yeah. Yeah, from playing soccer. Yeah. So it's hard now. now. And now I'm, you know, the dream's over. So <laughs> you know, if I were to even make it now, I'd already be at the end of my career. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is scary to think about. Yeah. But it's like pretty surreal when you're watching... You know, we have a team here in Toronto, and I have season's tickets, so it's it's weird now going, and everyone's younger than I am now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... They used to be men. Now right. They're, now they're kids. Now they're kids, <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things that it's like, you know, when people tell you, like, you know, never stop, you know, dreaming or believing, it's like, well, no, that dream's done, because now yeah. I'm old in comparison to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um... And you, I mean, coming from all over, you you have so many, you're a multi-instrumentalist. 
Um, were you self-taught everything? Yeah. 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 What are some of What are some of your favorite pieces in your collection? Uh, um, all of my instruments uh, have a story, and they're all favorites. Really? Okay. Like, they all come from a place. Like, you know, I've always loved timber. You know, wood yep. and the tones of wood, which is probably why I play so many organic, acoustic sort of wooden instruments. I like tones that breathe, um, even guitars that are breathy, you know, that have air moving around them. Okay. I'm a huge fan of solid body stuff. So I use a lot of acoustic, handmade stuff. Um, and all that stuff is based on the type of wood and how the sound waves reflect off that wood and you know creating those to create the tone mm-hmm. um, then my yidakis you know they're, they're naturally made by termites okay um, so they're just kind of whatever you get and um, yeah, sorry, what, did you, what were they called? Yidakis. Yidakis? Com- commonly known as didgeridoo. Didgeridoo, okay, yeah. But the, that's the name that uh, the white people gave it when they came to Australia. Oh, really? Um, from the sound that it makes, yeah. Okay. But it's that's not even a word. So, so what's the... What's traditional the name is Yidaki. Yidaki, and that comes yeah. from the Aboriginal? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, 60,000 years old, that instrument. And um, somewhere about, around there, there give or take a few years um, <laughs> yeah it came from a creation ancestor who was his name was Yudaki he's the man who found it um and so how did you learn to play the didgeridoo I played it all since I was a kid you know oh, Yudaki sorry yeah like I always mucked around with it um I remember playing like the vacuum cleaner even <laughs> when I was like really? a little kid yeah like the end pipe of it yeah then yeah. you can make tones out of that totally really yeah that's yeah, pretty cool yeah I remember cool. mum you know yelling at me saying where's the where's the vacuum cleaner <laughs> you know in t- telling me don't do that you're gonna get sick <laughs> blowing all that thing <laughs> yeah blowing so all, all the memories of that who knows what's been sucked up yeah, through there totally. <laughs> but then you know you can use plastic you can use anything that's tube but the traditional ones are made one. by termites so I was playing that and now is it the same kind of like when I was in Australia I saw the termite mounds yeah is the same same material or same texture yeah so if you're looking for them then you go in that kind of country where you see those termite mounds depending on the timber yeah like some areas there won't be any eddies but okay um, it depends on the wood. Yeah. So it's like bloodwood usually, which is like a eucalyptus. It's super hard on the outside, and so they'll eat the center, and the outside will be still solid. Okay. And yeah, you can usually find them if they're straight beside a termite mound. You just knock on the tree, and you can hear if it's hollow, mm-hmm. dead tree, and then you cut it down, and knock out the the dust out of the center of it just with a stick okay and then the length determines how the, the pitch 
Huh. Yeah, the So you've got a collection of, of Yanakis? Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of them. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Where do you store them all? So. Uh, just at home. Just, yeah? Um, in my studio, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah so okay. Just, yeah. yeah, I like that you know, a lot of your music incorporates a lot of different sounds. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite songs is, is Spirit Bird. Yeah. And I didn't even realize till recently that 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 album incorporated it was something like thirty species of birds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the sounds you hear on that record that are a lot of people think it's synthesizers and stuff, but it's not. It's actually birds. And did you guys record the birds yourselves, or were yeah. they sampled from? I started recording some of them. Really. Um, which is really hard. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and I came across a guy who'd done it for 35 years, recorded these Bird birds all around Australia. Okay. So I ended up buying the samples off him and, and um, incorporating them into the record. And from the beginning of that, like when you were first writing that record, did you, was that an idea you had that you wanted to be a part of it or did that kind of come along as you were writing? No, it? no, I knew I was going to do that. You knew you were going to yeah, do it. I want to do some more of that on my next record. Yeah. It, it works really well. What I was blown away by was, because um, it was an unknown, you know, when I went to do it. But mm. I'd have these ideas of bird sound, a certain sound that I wanted in a certain song. And whenever I placed the bird, you know, I wasn't sure whether it would work, mm -hmm. um, pitch-wise. But whenever I put the bird in, it worked. Okay. I didn't have to tune it or do anything. Okay. Um, and I was blown away. That's when I realised that birds have perfect pitch. Like, right. Yeah. You know, musically, it works. Right. Um, it's not like it's a human sings out of tune. It's, it's weird. Right. But with birds, doesn't They sing. don't sing out of tune. No. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't think many people would. No. But, um, yeah, I was pretty fascinated by that. I've learned a couple things already. Yeah. That, and you can play uh, Yanaki out of a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you <laughs> can make a whole album with a set of birds and a vacuum cleaner. I once had a... <laughs> I once did an um, interview in... Sorry, just to keep the table... I once did an interview on a Belgium TV show. Okay. And somehow they'd read... Like, I don't say that very much about the vacuum cleaner part. Okay. It come back, comes back to bite me. Oh, okay. So like, well, they must have read it somewhere. And they brought you a vacuum and, cleaner? Yeah, it was like a, um, you know, a live TV show, like a breakfast thing. So it was... It was <laughs> oh, no, it was like an evening thing, like a David Letterman sort of vibe. Yeah. And I was on the couch... And then they were talking in Flemish and then translating in English. So I didn't really know what they were saying. Yeah. In the next minute they brought out a back and they were like, play it. So I was like, damn. Yeah. What do you do <laughs> on the spot? Yeah, right? on the spot on live Yeah. TV. Hopefully it wasn't like the, the one they used to clean the studio. Yeah. <laughs> like a brand new one, hopefully. Yeah, another guy did that on in Holland too on a radio station yeah. were, and were you able to get some tones out of it or like yeah I mean yeah I can play it right okay I didn't know if certain vacuum cleaners work better than others or <laughs> that sounds shit yeah but uh, but you can 
but you know you can play it wow on live TV can you imagine you can't you know <laughs> yeah I was just pretty I was like oh damn yeah cause I you know it doesn't sound very good right you think they'd give you Sounds a heads crap up too, cause like thing. if I was gonna choose my own vacuum cleaner I'd buy the buy the and I was gonna try to bring one. You're bring one yourself. One that was like had a decent length or whatever. Right. If they give you a little short thing, yeah, a little dustbuster. It's <laughs> like yeah, you, <laughs> there's not much sound. There. I guess they don't want to give you a heads up about this thing, so you can't say no. Yeah, you know, it's like put you on live spot. TV, right? Yeah, the latest one was on can't. radio. I think it was actually last year, or it might have even been on this tour, or last year. It was a Holland. It was live. Right. And, it was and you like can't a, be that guy who goes, yeah, nah, it was I like a big it. radio station in, in Holland, like the biggest. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and yeah, same thing. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I play this thing. Does that happen <laughs> often? They ask you to play on, on air or? Uh, yeah, usually like, here's a, here's a <laughs> Here's a collection of Kleenex boxes making some <laughs> noise or something, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, no, usually songs, but not, not, not vacuum players. Yeah. So it's only happened a couple of times. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Um, another, I mean, another thing I think, above all else, what I like about your music is that you know they're not your songs. They're not songs about nothing. They're not. They're always have some kind of um, theme of humanitarianism, environmentalism mm-hmm. behind them, um, which is cool. First of all, um, you know, it's not music. That's just for the sake of being music mm. um, and so I know that you just released an album last year Storm Boy so I was wondering what was there any themes in particular that you that were uh, most on your mind when you were making that album um, well yeah I mean everything has a theme everything has a story mm-hmm. um, um, and you know, there's nothing in particular that like a lot of songs draw from different things so that, like the whole record doesn't have a theme like okay. different songs uh, is there any uh, touching on different things right is there any of the the songs maybe is a better question that were closest to your heart then I guess um yeah I mean Again, they kind of all are. Okay. Um, like, you know, writing, my music is really serious to me. It's like, it's uh, often a deep emotional connection to something that to do with me. Mm-hmm. Or... If it's not, it's a con- I'm a conduit for like a spirit, right? You know, to come through, you know, and so it's it's strong, you know. Like every time I sing or perform my songs, I'm very much locked into a. Are you re- when you I, perform? Um, are you reminded of what? The song? Yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm in the zone of whatever. That song was singing about. So it, it can be kind of draining and it can be, um, it's emotional and it's, and I do it with the utmost respect, you know. I right. Do, I, res- I do it with respect for 
the old people that walked before me and you know my ancestors and, and the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I guess I look at my music like if you were going to take your grandmother to church, you just take her to church. You don't tell her what to wear. So I let my music be as pure right. as I can, as it can. I understand it's coming through from a different place sometimes. Sometimes it's definitely clear that it's me. Right. It's something to do with me. But often it's 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 bigger than that, and I don't really yeah. question it. Um, and so, yeah, there's a few things, you know, for that reason, there's a few things on, on Stormboy that, that, you know, like, I wrote some of it when I was up in the Kimberley, um, looking at some rock art, you know, okay. in some really sacred places. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so there's some of it there that relates to that area. It takes me back to that. And we're talking like rock art that was like beyond the Wanjina cultures of Australia, like right. a culture that's people don't even know who it was. Right. Um, uh, which is pretty pretty heavy. Um, and then also I, I got married. Uh, just before making the record. Must okay. have been. Yeah, so like about a year before I got married okay. um, to um, to my best mate. Right. So uh, that's been an amazing journey meeting her. And, um, do you think that uh, do you think that had uh, influence on the record? Yeah. So the, yeah. So there's a lot of that on the. So there's, there's probably a lot of like the song of "True Love" on Stormboy is is the song that I wrote for her. And sung at our wedding. Okay. Um, as like a tribute to her. Wow. Um, but it's a song that I had for like ten years. Oh really? Um, yeah, I had the the theme of the song, uh, and sometimes it was sad and sometimes it was happy, but I never had any lyrics. Okay. But it was a thing that I played on a, on this Chaturangi Indian guitar um, for years, like good good ten years. And I knew it was special, that song, but I didn't know why or what, or I never rushed to put it out or produce mm-hmm. it or do anything with it. But I knew it was a really nice, moving kind of song, and I always wondered sometimes what, what that song was. Yeah. And then, in the end, it was a song for her, which was, which was pretty cool for me. Yeah, it's kind of special. That it began before she was even, I even knew it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, to finally finish that song and reflect on hard times and and then her coming into my life and being this bright light. So then that probably helped. Do you play that song in your set? Yeah, not not at the moment. Okay. Like, not tonight. But okay. We, I didn't bring that guitar, but we were. Okay. We were playing it last year that's probably because I imagine you being on the road you have to spend a lot of time apart so it's kind of yeah probably nice because as you said when you when you play songs it takes you to that place that yeah. you wrote it so absolutely yeah um, yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a soft song that one so it's often like if we do a theater show or something or yeah we'll, we'll, we'll match up right in. yeah whereas tonight it'll probably be pretty vibe evil you know 
certain I have so many different styles of music I have to sort of write my set list according to the venue which is hard too because I try and do a bit of everything for everyone well too also because you kind of want to play what you're feeling at the moment too right so I guess you gotta balance all that yeah so what about because some of your songs are quite heavy like you said above yourself so what do you how do you kind of get that strength if say you know you've got a cold and you've got to play these songs you know what I mean like can you still take yourself to that place yeah spirit takes me there bro yeah like yeah it's been interesting like next year will be 20 years that I've been traveling around the world yeah music and in all that time uh I've never had a situation where I can't perform really um only once I had to cancel some shows when I went home to have back surgery right um which was pretty critical I imagine yeah. it was like an emergency surgery but <clears throat> just for things like day to day colds and whatever I've been sick I've been sick as a as a you know lizard before the, yeah before uh, certain shows and then something kicks in yeah somehow and I can do it wow um I mean, there's like adrenaline of being yeah adrenaline spirit whatever you want to call whatever, it something right. takes over Something's, yeah. and delivers the show right <laughs> I've been blown away a few times at yeah. how I can actually and did, is this a separate because I, I read that you recently had surgery too yeah different one yeah jeez yeah I had it on the neck before and that's pretty serious too. too yeah it was gnarly and what's the recovery for that like I've been on the road through the whole fucking yeah, at least <laughs> ideal situation. Yeah, it's uh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel stiff. Okay. I feel like I need to get home and just have a whole lot of massage. And, right. And but it's fused. They went through my neck and fused my spine and my neck. And um, so it's solid. It's healed. Yeah. It's good. It's just everything around it just needs to get to loosen up. Uh, and uh, well, you're gonna have some time now after. Yeah, time, yeah. so that's good. Yeah. But that's I had to. Time. That's a long time to be on the road with. Uh, yeah, I had to fit the surgery neck. in. Yeah. And I had to pretty much pick a time, and it was like I had uh, I had an eight week window to do it. Yeah, and it's, it's not like it's a there. sprained ankle, you know. It's no, <laughs> and it was it was affecting me. It was affecting my performance and it could have got worse. Was it something that was caused over time or? Yeah. Yeah. I had like numbness in my thumb and my whole arm. Jeez, not, I- not ideal for a musician. Nah. So, um, yeah, I made the decision to do it before the tour. Before the tour. Yeah. I mean, I could have gone home and did it after. Right. But, you know, last thing I would have wanted to do. I'm so glad I didn't because I wouldn't want to go home now and go and straight have to go surgery. right yeah you know that would be, be crappy well it seems like everything's kind of worked out at least you're here you're playing <laughs> yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah no, I'm good man I'm good as gold now. that's great yeah. okay well before we wrap things wrap things up because I'm I'm eating up your time here um, what are because I, I find it's funny if one when I used to go visit my family in Ireland one of my favorite things was to go to a record shop there and listen to what is big there at the time yeah 
who knows though now I mean now you just go on Spotify and you find yeah. it you know but I always I still find that Australia is one of those parts of the world that there are hidden gems or right. like someone introduced me to Powderfinger right. and I was like how I never heard these guys before yeah. and now they're like I listen to them all the time yeah um, so what are some of your favorite Australian musicians that yeah, maybe Powderfinger people were huge in Australia right and I, I don't know did, how I never did anything overseas I remember once I was well, I don't know what their overseas thing was, but I remember being in, in Vancouver and I was playing the Orpheum Theatre, which was like a, quite a big venue, and the Powderfinger were on the same night in a, in a pub down the road. like In Vancouver? In Vancouver. Like, That's what like, a friend of mine told me. They saw them people or something. in some tiny bar or something, yeah, and, like and they're playing... And like at the time, they were like stadiums of the size in right. Australia. Yeah. Which <laughs> is funny. It happens a lot in Australia. It's, like, it happens in the UK too. Yeah. Not so much now that, like I said, music's so global, but like a band like the Stereophonics, yeah. people still don't know them here. And they've got like 15 albums, yeah. you know, and they're like Oasis in, yeah. in the UK. Yeah. So do you have any favorites from Australia that maybe we don't know about here? Yeah, there's some great bands, man. There's like some really good... Uh, Aboriginal bands are, are great, you know, like the Black Rock Band, Al Jabiru, they're cool, and um, there's heaps of really good artists um, that I, I'm not sure whether they make it overseas or not. Right, but that's, yeah, so. Um, there's, a, there's a good band called Sticky Fingers that was, mm-hmm. was a recent band. I think they're pretty successful. Yeah, overseas. yeah, I've heard of them, but. They're a bunch of rat bags, apparently, they get in trouble. Oh, so. really? <laughs> yeah, they but they, they make good music. Yeah. Um, uh, who else is getting around? Um, the guy that is opening for us tonight, he, he drummed with me for seven years. He was opening tonight? Yeah, his name's Bobby Alu. Okay. He's, he's, he's a great musician, great band. Um, yeah, there's tons. I can't yeah. think really off the cuff. I'm, I miss Wolf Mother. Man, those oh, guys yeah. are great. Yeah. yeah. Wolf yeah, Mother were cool. yeah, yeah, they were cool. I saw them once on that first that first album. Yeah. Like that was like an iconic album. Yeah, that was. A good and they they also it was the last when I saw them it was I was in high school I think at the time. Yeah. And they, um, it was the last night of their tour. Yeah. And they just trashed the stage, trashed everything. They were pulling yeah. everything apart. They were people were like ducking out. They were throwing like pedals into the crowd, yeah. and so. <laughs> Yeah, it was wild. They're still going. Yeah, I don't think it's the original no, lineup. The guy, that, the guy that's playing keys with me tonight, he, he played for seven years in Wolf Mother. He played in Wolf Mother? Yeah. No way. For seven years, yeah. And did, was he on that first album? No. No, okay, so after no. after that. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Yeah. There you go. What a small world. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But yeah, Andrew, his name is the singer, Andrew Stockton. Andrew Stockton, yeah. It's kind of his project. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he's still busy, he's still turning around. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard from much about them in the last yeah, few years anyway. Kind of, but... They kind of like, they got huge there for a while. Right, yeah. Kind of, um, you know, like slowed down for them, but they're still busy. Okay. Yeah. There you go, Wolf Mother. Yeah. Any, what about any Canadian, any Canadian music you're a fan of? Um, current Canadian music? Yeah. I'm not sure of. Okay. Um, but it's been different bands over the years. Like, oh, you mentioned um, even, you know, you're a big fan of Neil Young, you said, yeah, or your dad yeah. was anyways. Neil Young was, up on it. was a huge, I'm still a huge fan of him, you know, one of my greatest memories was playing with him in Lisbon, Portugal. You did play with yeah, him? Yeah, I played before wow. him 
and uh, that was amazing. He, he was great. Did you get to spend some time with him, or not really? I yeah, was quite, uh, his crew a bit. Yeah, I um, met him, but um, yeah. It, you know, Do those moments feel really surreal when... Yeah, well, you know, I, I had my son, I think, on the side of stage when we were watching, I was holding him, he was pretty young. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, this is a generation here, like, this yeah. would have been me. Right. You know, um, like, and it just, I just had a lot of respect for how long he's been doing it. Yeah. Still doing it. You know, still doing it, yeah. And he was, he was, he was amazing. Yeah. The other one was um, uh, Canadian. Biggest Canadian band. Tragically hip. Tragically hip. Yeah. I I I heard them when I was young. Yeah. Um, which was rare for Australians. So it's rare for anyone outside of Canada. Yeah, to be exactly. Honest. Yeah. They're our Powderfinger. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I had a like a friend of my dad's who was listening to them. Mm-hmm. So I remember hearing them at a pretty young age. So when yeah. I first went to Canada and I saw them as Canadians, Canada's like huge band yeah. that hadn't done much overseas. They're the most kind they're of... They're a great band. Yeah, they're kind of the most iconically Canadian. He passed away. He did, yeah. He had, a, had brain cancer. When was that? How long ago? 20 I went to their last tour actually um, it was 2016 I want to say wow. I think not too long not that long ago oh, that's sad Two, yeah, it was it was he wouldn't have been very old in his fi- late 50s nice. yeah he declined very quickly he when they found it he went on like basically a final tour mm-hmm. which was um, it was it was great like it was and they, they aired the final show they played a, I, I want to say was in Bob Cajun, mm-hmm. where one of their songs is written about. I think yeah, that's where the, that song, yeah. yeah, I think that was where the last show was played, and it aired nationally. They played it, and like bars in Toronto were all full with people. They played it in bars and everything, and everyone went to watch it. Wow. It was cool. Yeah, it was kind of like a, you know, a stamp in Canadian music history, really, because yeah. it was the end of a, an era. So how long did he die after that? Like I think months. Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So he was still physically Within a year. strong enough to sing. And yeah, I heard there was things like he was forgetting lyrics and okay. stuff like that, like I heard. And um, that he was just, you know, had to take breaks and, yeah. That's sad. It was. Yeah. It was. It must have been tough for the band. Yeah. Yeah. It was tough. Even I, I went to one of the shows and it was like you could feel the emotion through the arena. Um, and it was kind of a cool tour too because they played. So when they were in Toronto, they did four nights in Toronto at like, at the our like hockey arena yeah. and it was like each night was completely different so it was like songs you would never hear them play because yeah. they had you know four nights to spread it across you know and yeah. it was it was pretty cool but but sad at the same time yeah. you know bittersweet yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah well yeah. let's yeah. not to end on a sad That's note or anything right? yeah you too man yeah. thank you for taking the time no worries yeah. yeah have a great show tonight thank you and uh you know get home safe thanks man cheers Adamantium. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcast. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.